Thank you for tuning in to Phase One Sports. In today's episode, the Phase One crew will preview the upcoming NBA season and tonight's game. Thank you for always listening to Phase One, a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Cellars Winery. Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Cellars Winery, located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family-owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you want to make great wine, use great fruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods, allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big, bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, We truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. BarHarborCellars.com. That's BarHarborCellars.com. Select your favorite wine from our wine vault, and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now... Let's ship you over to the premier sports team on the stereo app, the Phase One Sports Crew. And to you, our guests, and to the Phase One team, we raise a glass and say salute. Okay, go ahead. Do your thing. You know, do your intro. All right. So, you know, thank you for tuning into Phase One Sports. You know, we got our short preview of the NBA 23 season, but more in depth, we're gonna talk about tonight's game, like because I don't think we're gonna have the time to go into yeah, not yet, 32 teams. But we're mostly gonna talk about the NBA today. Um, the season's here, bro. It's crazy because I was talking that to that my man. I was like, yo, it's crazy because remember the NBA used to start so late. Now it feels like we have everything all at once. We have playoff baseball, the NBA starting, um, football still here. The World Cup is around the corner. Like this is exciting. Time NHL, NHL. It's just an exciting time for a sports fan, man. Like especially if like you're a better, it's an exciting time for you. So like I said, I got my man Brandon in the building with me. We're gonna do a quick little 30, 40 minute show just previewing previewing tonight's game. B, what's up with you? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about basketball. I'm excited about this city right now, what we got going on. Me and you are currently in Philly. I'm actually excited for Philly right now. You know what I mean? What's going on? Sports is, is buzzing right now. It's, it's getting around that. It's holiday season. I tell people all the time, it's the best time of the year. Ah, you're right. So let's get right into it, man. So we start off with a doubleheader on TNT tonight. We got Boston. We got Philly traveling to Boston. Um. It's a 7.30 game TNT. Boston's favored by three points. Actually looking at this on the ESPN predictor, matchup predictor, this is a pretty even game. They 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 like Boston 50.6%, and then Philadelphia has 49.4%. 
But this was looking like a, a really good game. Just no injury so far. The only person that's injured is Robert Williams. He's out. I don't think he's going to play today. But, um, yeah, bro, they like uh, Vegas likes Boston to win this game. So just as a preview, you know, Boston finished 51 and 31 last year, 9 and 7 in the athletic, um, Atlantic division. And then Philadelphia won 6 and 10. They was, um, 27 and 14 on the road last season. Um, but you know, this is a different roster. The Sixers made some moves this offseason, um, got in a couple guys, PJ Tucker, um, that I could think of right now off the top of my head. But you know the moves that they made. Um, who do you like in this game? And then as far as, like, one of these teams, because, you know, Boston's coming off a final NBA final appearance last year. Philadelphia was trying to get there, but, you know, Embiid was hurt. Who do you like this year? And then we'll go into more of, like, you know, the, the, uh, I, f- I always forget that coach's name because he has a, a weird name to pronounce. We'll talk he about his situation. We'll talk about his situation a little bit too. But as far as this game tonight, who do you like and why? I like Philly from the standpoint of oh, we already got a message. Yo, K, man, I was just about to hit you, bro. Like, <laughs> when you going on to talk about the motherfucking NBA season, fam? <laughs> just making sure. I knew he was going on sometime today, dog. Glad I could run into y'all, man. Yo, Brandon, I'm gonna hit you with the follow too, man. Fuck with Faze when I'm back in these stereo streets. <laughs> Let's go. You do it for the culture, right? Yes, sir. The culture, you already know. It's my boy Ryan, man. He's from Detroit. So, you know, he a pimp. Oh, okay, okay. okay. There's a lot that. of people from Detroit on here, man. Yeah, you know, the Detroit, New York connection, bro. The same city, just, you know, different places. Yeah, now, Motown, we Motown. Here, Motown, we definitely here. We're going to talk about your Pistons because I like the moves the Pistons made, bro. I think the Pistons yeah. could be a sneaky good team, bro. A sneaky good team. But, yeah, about Boston, bro, like, what do you think? Boston got to do to win this game because they're favorite by three to win the night. So I think what Boston has to do, I like Philly to win this game, but I think what Boston has to do is Boston has to continue the trend that they had last year, the identity that they had last year, which is play outstanding defense. Now, it's going to be hard doing that because we saw K in a couple of games, specifically in the, in the playoffs, where when they missed Robert Williams, they struggled in the paint. I mean, teams was able to get whatever they want when they got in the paint when you miss Robert Williams. So I think Philly is going to attack that. NB should have a monster game. Not saying he wouldn't have a monster game with Robert Williams, but I think we saw how good Robert Williams and the impact he has on Boston defensively as far as a rim protector, shot blocking. I mean, I don't know how many time periods he shot blocked in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the Finals, or just let alone the playoffs in general. Um so I think defensively, it's going to be hard in the paint to control Embiid as it is for any team in the league, knowing the monster that he is. But Boston defensively on the perimeter, I still like them. Jason Tatum has gotten better and better every single year. He's been a defender. I think really took it to another level last year. Jalen Brown has always been a good defender. He's just continued to just notch it up every single year. And Marcus Smart is just coming off a year where he won defensive player of the year. I know he got a lot of flack in the finals because of the what, what Steph did, but people have to understand that's a well-oiled machine that Golden State has over there. And it's real hard to just Marcus Smart to just straight up just guard Steph. Steph just moves around too much. So I don't care if you're defensive player or not. But that's neither here there. That was the finals. I think Marcus Smart is going to show his defensive prowess tonight. I just like Philly, though, because I think Philly – has to me, in my opinion, it's not so much to me that I think they have a better roster. I think Boston is still a slightly a slightly better roster than Philly, but coaching K, and we're gonna get into this like we said with Eme. I don't know who this coach is that's on the sidelines for Boston, but Udoka was 
somewhat of the main reason, obviously give credit to the players for what the, the work that they put in. Because remember, Boston got up to a slow start last year and just really took off. Um, and we saw that. But a lot of that had to do with Yudoka's voice, his mindset to the team. He is suspended for the whole year. He is not around the team at all. So this is a new voice now. Tatum and Jalen Brown are obviously much are getting older, but they're still kind of somewhat I wouldn't, you know, it's still kind of like young mind then. We saw a couple of situations in the finals, but I think not having Udoka to start off is going to be a real, real problem for Boston. Maybe they adjust as the year goes on. Boston will still be a top four, top five, top top four, top five team in the East easily, maybe even top three. I don't have them in the top three of my standings. Um, I actually have Philly, uh, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee as my top three teams in the East as far as seeding. But I, I think Boston can have to play defensively, offensively. They, they can attack Philly on perimeter. I mean, Harden is out there on the perimeter. Um, but it's going to be hard because Matisse, who we didn't really see that much in the postseason, he's still an elite defender. They just got P.J. Tucker. He's obviously a year older, but he can still defend. And we know Philly, is, for the most part, is a good defensive team. The really only weakness defensively for them is Embiid. I don't really – Max, he's not that good of a defender either. Need this to buy it. So you can attack Philly defensively. Uh, it's just going to be hard for them to get anything in the paint. They're going to have to really move the ball offensively. It can't be too much of K like we saw in the finals. That whole, I right, Tatum hot. No, y'all need to run an offensive <laughs> system. Like, we, like, that's, you know what I mean? Taylor Brown can obviously get hot within their own, but Boston has enough good players that they should be able to be able to run a system su- surrounding Tatum and Brown. Not just, oh, we just going to play ISO ball because you're going to lose the night that way. You know what I mean? But I-, I-, I like Philly, but I'm just telling you, you you know what Boston has to do tonight based off the question. But I, I-, I like Philly. I would say my biggest issue with Boston, because the last time we seen Boston play was in the NBA Finals, and they were turning the ball over something crazy. Granted, I had said this toward the end of our podcast, like ending up, you know, with the finals and stuff, that Boston really need to go get a point guard, not a scoring point guard, because they had Kemba and they had Kyrie. I always said, if you understand the game of basketball and you have two scorers like uh, Tatum and Brown, you don't need to add another scoring point guard. You need a guy that's going to be able to facilitate the offense and run it. Because as much as I love smart and smart, you know, defense intensity and, and all that type of stuff, he's not the type of point guard you need to run the offense. He He's like, He's almost like a Draymond. Even though Draymond, I would say, is a better facilitator, you don't get that from Marcus Smart. I feel like you get that with Brogdon, which is going to get them to the top. But like I said, I think Boston more so took advantage of a weaker Eastern Conference last year. Eastern Conference is going to be stacked this year, bro. Like you said, Philadelphia is going to be here. I like Philadelphia to win tonight, too, because I think Maxi, Harden, and Embiid is just going to be too much for them. And then, like you said, the loss of Ndoka is going to be a lot. Because then again, it's not the same voice. Granted, Brad Stevens is still there. So, like, I'm a big believer that he's still coaching his team from the front office because you can't, as much as you want to, you know, get into that GM role, you still put your hands in the pot as far as how the offense offense is going to be run, defensive sets are going to be played. That's how it is because especially they wasn't thinking this was going to happen. It was no idea that, you know, he was going to be suspended for the whole year, which I think personally was a, was a bunch of BS. I don't think that mm-hmm. man should be suspended. I don't even think that information should have been leaked out to the, to the public. All that stuff should have been ha- handled in-house. We probably wouldn't even know all of this happened. You could have suspended him, doctors pay, whatever. But the suspended man for the whole year doesn't make sense for some marriage or whatever, whatever they want to claim it to be, some violation of team rules or team. You know how they be like, try to dress it up to make it look nice. At the end of the day, the man did what he did. I don't know if he's apologetic or not. Not really my concern. I'm more so here to talk sports. But he shouldn't have been suspended a year. 
I think that's going to impact Boston. I see Boston as a top five seed, but I don't see them like, you know, one, two, or three. Not even four, mm-hmm. to be honest. I, it's four of their teams better than Boston right now, just strictly off coaching. And Doc Rivers is going to expose that tonight, too, because Doc's been around in the league. Doc's biggest problem is Doc can't he, – he, he gets in his way. Like, the player <laughs> – gets in his way. It's like Doc is good. And it's crazy, though, because as much as we talk about football and the racism that happens in football and, like, you know, black coaches don't get a lot of chance, if this was any other sport, bro, Doc wouldn't have been here that long in Philadelphia or been in the league that long. Because think about it. Other than Boston, that one title he had in Boston and the success in L.A., he hasn't really won anything. Absolutely. He's been to the finals in in Boston. Did he go to the finals in, in L.A.? No. I mean, nah, he nah, he never. I think Doc never got Doc never got to a conference finals in LA. Yeah, so the pressure's on is, is really on Philadelphia this year. Granted, I don't think Philadelphia wins the East. I think they're good, but not better than Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee, like Milwaukee's gonna come out and re- remind people, hey, yo, <laughs> we still out here, bro. We still got the one of the best players in, if not the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Giannis. they're gonna re- Middleton's gonna be healthy. They're gonna they're gonna remind people. I think Philadelphia is gonna be in the mix. Toronto's a team that people should not sleep on. Toronto has length, and if anybody knows the game of basketball, length is always dangerous. When you have when you're one through five, it's tall as hell, bro. You can switch on everything. That's a dangerous thing. So pay attention to to Toronto this year. That's the team that I I I want people to pay attention. But I I like I like Boston tonight too. No, I, I mean I'm sorry, I like Philadelphia tonight. But I think Boston's gonna be okay. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as the season goes. So let's play this mm-hmm. message. And- We'll, we'll um, talk about Indoka. Yeah, man, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers' return to Boston tonight is real pivotal. I think the Celtics is going to lose big tonight, honestly, which uh, the hugest piece for Boston right now is defense, uh, defensive big man. Robert Williams is going to miss at least the first half of the season. Who is the starting center for the Celtics? Do they even still have – they still got Al Horford over there? Do we trust Al Horford? Like, come on, man, honestly. But, yeah, man, between coaching and that big man problem, I think the Celtics going to lose big tonight. But, you know, relative big. It's the NBA. What's big in the NBA? Like 10, 15 points? You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a sizable defeat for the Celtics, unfortunately. And I like that squad still, man. Shout out to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So they still got Grant Williams, and mind you, they did sign Blake Griffin. I don't know what Blake Griffin's gonna do for you <laughs> at this stage of his career. Like, and and I always say this: we always say guys that rely solely on athleticism, they their careers never last that long. Because Blake hasn't his game hasn't really changed. Like he was right. a guy that was based on athleticism, and now that you're not athletic anymore, or you get injured, I don't know what he's gonna do to help. Maybe he's a body, and you know. This is the NBA. They just throw bodies in there. I, I say they more so go Grant Williams. Who well, Grant Williams? I don't like this. I, I, it's funny because I remember Jeff was saying this. I want to say it was Jeff, but remember when he had that game in the finals and he was hooping <laughs> and everybody right. pay him. I'm like, bro, now I got to see this for real because regular season basketball is really going to show you. Because the playoffs, exactly. niggas had a moments. Niggas had a moments, but I want to see like, it, was he really for real or was that just he was feeling the moments? Right. Now I completely agree with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I like, you know, Boston, man. Like I said before, Boston. I, I think the the teams that's over them is like I said. I would have Milwaukee. Um, I would have Brooklyn. I would have Philly. 
and I would have Miami just from a coaching aspect. I don't think Miami's more talented than Boston. Miami's pretty much coming back with the same roster that they had last year. Um, and we know Miami was damn near, uh, you know, maybe a shot or, a, a, you know, a, pretty much a game away, honestly, from uh, beating Boston and themselves advancing to the finals instead of Boston. You know, Boston had a lot of luck going for them last year in the playoffs. They didn't have to go through. Uh, Middleton, who was hurt, Giannis still took them to a game seven without Middleton. You know what I'm saying? So Giannis still did his thing. Uh, but Boston, like I said, they Giannis took them to a game seven and Boston. Boston was able to pull away and win that series. But this is going to be an interesting season because, like I said before, Udoka is not there for them. Um, so I'm real curious to see how Boston you know, plays this year without their, their, their guy. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what Boston needed. That's why they hired him. They needed a new voice. They needed a defensive identity because we knew they had talent defensively, but they needed a voice. They needed some type of identity that they didn't have when Stevens was on the sideline. You know what I mean? Stevens was really good with X's and O's, but Boston got to a point where they were they were being called soft. Uh, um, they didn't have no identity. Uh, it was, you know, rumors that players were not necessarily listening to Brad Stevens anymore. And that's why he's up in the front office. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Udoka was hired. So now you got this scandal going on with him, uh, this situation. You know what I mean? So he's he's not there as far as on the sidelines for a year. We don't know what the actual repercussions is going to be moving forward because I was told that Boston still doesn't know what they want to do with him long term because of this situation. So, but yeah, um, now, now that you say that, it, it like, this is the thing, and I think I heard this off. I want to say Colin Cowherd. Like, I like giving people the credit when I hear information that they provided. But he felt as though Boston felt like there was wrongdoing, wherever the wrongdoing was, but felt like, you know, they only suspended him for a year so they can keep him. Because let's say Boston fired him, right? Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Like, let's just say it was like they just wanted to cut ties. How many teams would have lined up to go get him? A bunch. Charlotte, I, Charlotte, Charlotte comes to the top of my mind because they ended up firing their coach and then rehiring their coach because they couldn't find the guy. Yeah, they that, that, that's like, real, yeah, like so Charlotte, was, man. <laughs> it was going to be a lot for Adoke. So they, 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 they want to have their cake, and that's the thing that I hate about just sports teams and politicians is like, as long as they make themselves look good, like they care about what the public perception is, and the public perception didn't look good. So it was like, okay, like he's still a great coach. Let's suspend him for a year because public perception would say you should fire him, but we don't want to fire him because we know the NBA doesn't care and the NFL and the MLB, they don't care. They care about their dollar, their bottom line and all that. Let's suspend him for a year and, you know, we'll keep him. This will blow over in a year. Bro, I'm telling you, we're, we're going to forget about this. Probably within a month into the season, There's something crazy is going to happen. Somebody's going to get dunked on, or somebody's going to score, say, 70, 80 points, and we're going to forget he got suspended. By the end of the year, we're going to forget. And then the he's just going to be on Boston like nothing happened. But these right. NBA teams always want to protect their bottom line at the end of the day. Like they're trying to make themselves look good and still keep the coach that they want. So I'm a big believer in either fire him and let him go. Like if you even let him coach, if you don't think what he did was that bad, let him coach. Why suspend him for a year? Right. No, and like I said before, and like I said, I completely agree. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's just an unfortunate situation. As far as, like I said, from a personal matter, yeah, Yudoka definitely messed up on that part. I can't use the word I want to say because we on stereo. Um, but y'all know what I mean by when I say he really messed up. I meant to say the other word. So uh, he, he messed up badly. 
Um, but as far as from a basketball, you know, you know, standpoint, I guess Boston is like, nah, like, you know, you got to go. This is too much. You got to go. Um, so it's, it's going to be real curious to see how that plays out for the Celtics. Like I said before, I think Philly, um, okay, let's get into Philly a little bit. Uh, look, I believe with the exception of Brooklyn, um, who has the most expectations, I think, of any team in the NBA <laughs> coming into this year, mm-hmm. uh, they have the most expectations. I'm going to be honest, Kang. I think Philly has the second most expectations. That's over the Lakers. Because I, I, I really don't think there's no expectations. I, the Lakers are what they are, man. I'm serious. Like, there's, there's expectations, but there, it's, like, it's not much. Like, nobody, I don't think nobody's predicting the Lakers to come out the West. Nobody. So, I think it's more expectations for Philly than I think it is for the Clippers. Because Kawhi got two rings already. So, the reason why there's too much, so much expectations for the Sixers, in my opinion, is because I think if Philly does not get at least to the conference finals, at least to the conference finals, Doc is gone because you 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 fired Brett Brown because you couldn't get past the second round. You kept losing in the second round. One year they lost in the first round in that bubble against Boston. They got swept. Uh, Simmons got hurt, you know what I mean, in the bubble. He didn't get hurt in that series, but he got hurt. And you know what I mean? It was just bad. But Philly has so much expectations because, K, okay, they've yet to get to a conference finals since Embiid has been there. They keep losing in the second round. So you can pencil them in for the second round. They'll get past the first. But the second round, they keep running into these teams. They just keep losing in the second round. And they made some additions. Hard okay, lost so some weight. My question to you, because I know you was like, they got to fire um, Doc Rivers. So when does the organization organization realize it's not the coach and it's probably the players and, and break break up the players? Because like you said, this is pretty much the same roster, probably minus Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not there anymore. He's obviously in Brooklyn. But this is the same roster. When do you look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, we can't win with Embiid? Or we don't have to surround them with enough pieces? The only reason why I disagree a little bit with that is from the standpoint of we've seen this story with Doc before. Doc has not won a championship since 08. He's been to one final since then, which was 2010. They lost to the Lakers, Kobe and the Lakers. That's the last time Doc was in the finals. That's about 12, 13 years ago. And Doc has been his Doc hasn't even been to a conference final since then, which is mind-boggling to me. Because you've had, yo, we know the talented teams that they've had with the Clippers. The intangibles may not have been all the way there in regards to, I guess, quote unquote, winning players, but they had some talent. And this is before Golden State took off as as far as a dynasty. This was when in the West, it was up, it was up for grabs in the West at one point for any team to come out. And I'm not saying it's not like that now, but I'm just saying this is before the Golden State dynasty began when Doc got there. They had Chris Paul. Blake Griffin was not what he was once now. He was a talented player. It was just in the post-playoffs, you couldn't, he was the intangibles. So, yeah, you could sit there and say, right, maybe Blake wasn't all that good, whatever. But a lot of time periods, the Clippers, like, for example, I don't know if y'all remember this, but it was one particular game, and I don't want to keep – I don't want to get off detail, but it was one particular game with the Clippers. K – they made they lost to the Rockets one series. I know y'all, y'all probably know what series I'm talking about, but they lost to Houston when Dwight was there. And Houston went on a run when Harden was on the bench. And that was the deciding game and the Clippers get knocked out in one of those playoff uh series against the Rockets. And everybody was healthy for the Clippers. Like I'm just saying this is just it's just been certain things with Doc where it's like, yo, and do you look at what the Clippers are not granted, they haven't won a chip since Doc left, but you could just tell the coaching is just different with Tyloo than it was with Doc. 
Doc will get you some. Listen, Doc will give you some regular season wins. He'll get you to the playoffs. But Doc has not been to a conference final since he was in Boston. That was 2010. That's over a decade ago. So I think that when you look at the team now, if I'm in BK and we don't get to the conference finals this year, I'm out. I want to trade. And there's a few teams. Everybody keeps saying where he gonna go. Listen, it's always teams that's going line up. We got to stop this where a player gonna go. It's not where a player gonna go. It's who's willing to. You know what I mean? Who's gonna trade for him? It's not where he's gonna go or how he like. You know what I mean? He's going to get out. But if I'm in B, because I'm looking at it from a standpoint of listen, I'm doing everything in my power to will us to what we're trying to get to. And B just performed well in the playoffs every single year. He's got there for the most part. Simmons was the deciding factor in terms of, I think, you know, we know what happened a couple of years ago, the game seven, passing up a dunk and all that other stuff. We know about that. But Philly has a talented enough roster to at least get to the conference finals. I don't know if they could beat Milwaukee or Brooklyn. I definitely think they can beat Boston and they can beat Miami. I don't know, even though I like I do like Spolstra over Doc, but I think Philly's just more talented. Um I don't know if they can beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee in a seven-game series, but Philly should be able to at least get to the conference finals. But it's going to come down to seeding because you already know you're probably going to have to face Boston or Milwaukee before you even get to the conference finals, depending on seedings. So let's just say, for example, Philly's the two-seed or the three-seed, or vice versa, Brooklyn's the two or three-seed. Let's just say Brooklyn's two, Philly's three, Philly's two, Brooklyn's three. They got to face each other in the second round. Before they no. even get to the conference finals, so you can't avoid the second round. Exactly, but people not going to keep like Philly fans and obviously us being from New York, but living out here in Philly now, we already know the expectations. It's not just because of what the other teams are doing in terms of the city right now. Success. There's been expectations for the Sixers since this whole process thing has been over with. You had to go mm-hmm. through the baby stages of actually getting to the playoffs, feeling the you know the experience with Brett Brown, getting B being young, Simmons being young. But that's over with now. Like nobody's not going to give you a pass because you lost to Milwaukee or, or Brooklyn put in the up second round. Up. Yeah, it's put up and shut up. We need you to get past the second round. Period. Just get to the conference finals and then let's move from there. So that's All my right. whole thing with Philly. All right, let's play this message and let's get to that West Coast game. Blake. Blake, <laughs> bro, I saw Blake Griffin in a fucking Detroit uniform stink it up, man. I, oh man, but besides Blake, yeah, they still got Grant Williams. You're right, and he's trying to play for that money until he want that bag. Can Grant Williams become the new Draymond Green? Oh no, <laughs> no. But let let's transition to Draymond. Let's let, let's transition to the Warriors because the Warriors actually. You know, they won the championship last year. Um, they're playing the Lakers team. A Lakers team that, oh, man, <laughs> we don't know what we're going to get out of this Lakers team. That's the beauty because LeBron's aging. Like, and, and that's the beauty of old age, man. Like, the game of basketball, you can play, but you can't you can't be playing 38 minutes. So, we don't know what LeBron's going to do. They still got Westbrook. I thought they was going to move on from Westbrook. I think everybody – Anybody that follows the NBA thought the Lakers would move on from Westbrook. They didn't. They bring in Patrick Beverly. They got some pieces. AD, AD is the biggest thing for anybody that knows that AD is the will that, that keeps the car moving. He, he not there. That team looks horrible. They're both not there. That doesn't even look like an NBA team when they're lot of them. <laughs> when, when they're put out there. They're playing a team in Golden State that we know is a fine oil machine. Draymond punched James uh, Poole in the face. Watch. We're going to see a different Warriors team tonight. Granted, like I said, it's, it's perception. 
But this is a team, no matter what they go through, they're going to be okay. They lose they lose Clay for half of the season. They were fine. Steph goes down. Clay comes back. He's good. So the beauty of the Warriors, man, they're a talented team, and they have the young pieces. They have the Jordan Poles of the world. They have the Andrew Wiggins when Minnesota roll them off. They got guys, even though they lose a, a Gary Payton III. And who else did they lose? They lost some other pieces. But I still think Golden State is going to be in that top two mix. I think they're going to be fighting with the Clippers because I think the Clippers are going to be a problem if healthy, which I feel like I'm saying that a lot in the NBA now, like if healthy. This team has to be healthy. But I don't know, bro. I don't think the Lakers are going to be there. Maybe fighting for a 6-7 AC. I don't think LeBron stays healthy. I don't wish injuries upon nobody, but when you're an older guy playing that much minutes, you're bound to get hurt. AD is AD at this point, man. AD can't stay healthy. For whatever reason, he just can't stay healthy. He couldn't stay healthy in college. Couldn't stay healthy in New Orleans. And then I didn't know why the Lakers thought he was going to be healthy. Um, but I think Golden State's the favorite. They won the chip. They're going to be uh, revealing the, the, the rings tonight. Um, what's your thoughts on this game? And then give me your thoughts either on the Lakers or, or, or Golden State. I like Golden State tonight. I, like I said, I told you earlier, I think the Lakers in front run. They'll get off to, like, maybe a quick start. Golden State might come off, you know, rain night, even though they're a veteran team that used to this rain night with the multiple championships that they have. I can see Golden State coming out, playing lazy, playing lackadaisical. Um, you know, maybe trying to keep it interesting, <laughs> I mean, just for the Lakers, just from the standpoint of Golden State probably knew they could blow this team out any time period. They, they ready to turn on the switch. But I can see it being... Um, close in the first half, and possibly Golden State possibly just running away with it and showing off in the second half. They're just too much. They're loaded, too much talent. It's not too many teams that can handle Golden State. Um, in the league, there's a few of them that I think can run with them, you know, toe-to-toe, but the Lakers are just not it. I'm sorry. I know it's open tonight. Anything can happen. We've seen crazy, thing happen, crazy things happen open tonight. But I like Golden State. I just think it's just too much firepower for the Lakers to, to handle. Um, the Lakers are trying to create identity with a new head coach, Darwin Ham, on both sides of the court. And I just think that's asking for too much for a team like the Warriors, who already had that identity on both sides of the court. You know what I'm saying? Now, I ex- actually expect for LeBron and Anthony Davis to both have big nights tonight. I expect for both, but I just think that's two players. You need the other supporting cast. Now, we know the Lakers made some additions, but I don't think those additions are enough to be considered a top team in the Western Conference, okay? Nobody's not looking at them that way. There's a plenty. There's probably about eight teams. Now, granted, the Lakers missed the play-in tournament last year. I think they'll they'll be in the play-in tournament. They'll be somewhere between maybe about nine or ten. So they'll play in the play-in this year. I definitely think they play in the play-in. I just don't think they're going to be one of those top eight seeds. I think the eight seeds, for me, in my opinion, are already set. And when we do maybe our show, maybe we'll do another NBA show Saturday or something like that. We'll actually preview uh, more of the other teams. Or I don't know if we'll ever do 30 teams, but we'll at least preview maybe playoff standings where we have teams at. But I just don't have the Lakers as a top eight seed team in the West. I think they'll probably be ninth or 10th, and they'll be in the play-in, but they'll get knocked out. I'm sorry. I just I don't really like this team. I think LeBron is going to have the accolades. It's going to be a similar season case, similar to last year. It'll be a slightly better because, like I said, they'll actually be in the play-in. So their record will be a little slightly better than what it was last year, I believe. But defensively, K, LeBron is another year older. We know he's not the same two-way player he once was. Everything he does is offensively now, and you can't slight the man for that. You you can't defend no more at this age that he's at, regardless of how good a shape he's in. You just can't ask that. 
You know what I'm saying? Anthony Davis is the guy that you expect to defend at an elite level, but can this man stay healthy? And that's the biggest issue. AD already know what the knock is on him against. And then with Russ, we already know coach or not, new coach or not, Russ doesn't fit with this team. So the question is going to be, when are they going to trade Russ? Is Russ going to come off the bench at some point? He's not coming off the bench tonight, but it's just so much noise with the Lakers. They clearly added Russell Westbrook last year in the offseason. We saw quickly that that was not a good move. Um, I personally think he's better coming off the bench. I think they're better off starting Patrick Beverly or Dennis Schroeder. But I don't think they're going to do that, at least at this moment, not open the night to start off the season. But I think LeBron and Anthony Davis, here's my prediction, honestly, K for the Lakers. I think LeBron and AD will have a couple of games that they might miss, but I don't think they miss as much as they've missed the past couple of seasons, specifically Anthony Davis. I think they both put out monster numbers and monster years, but I think what's going to end up happening is after this season, Darwin Ham will still be the coach, but I think what's going to happen, even though LeBron just signed that contract, he is going to demand the Lakers make some really, really serious moves with this roster. But K, here's the problem. They cannot do anything until they get up off of us. Because we know the Lakers don't have no trades, no draft picks. So yeah, but this like, is the last year of his contract, so either way, they're good. Oh yeah, it is the last year, right? So, so and why I think not that's move him? Right, why? and that's but see, I think that's why they're trying to get a team, and I think at some point in time, pair one of these bad teams. Hopefully, it's not the damn Knicks, and I don't think the Knicks is going to do it anyway. But I, somebody, and I don't think it's going to be the Pistons. Like I said, shout out to Blackwell, Detroit native. Y'all not trading for him. It makes no sense for these teams that they keep they bringing up in the Westbrook rumors. Yeah. What'd you say, Kane? They got two young guards. They got the kid. That's what I'm saying. Like, they keep bringing up some of these teams involved in the Westbrook trade room. I'm like, that's what the media does. The media, they just like to pick on Detroit and New York. And it's like, it doesn't make sense for for the Knicks. They just signed Brunson. And they got R.J. Barrett. Why the hell would they add Westbrook? Yeah, you still got Rose there, even though Rose ain't probably going to be there after this year or maybe by the trade deadline. But it don't make make any sense. It don't make sense for Detroit because they got the – I'm letting the young guards play. I'm letting them play. Regardless yeah. of how good or bad they are this year, I'm letting them play. I'm doing what yeah. Houston did. I'm letting them play. I'm letting them get the kinks out. I'm, I'm okay. Happy. You know what they need to do? Trade Russ to Indiana. Like that trade is bound to or happen. Utah. Why not? Yeah, Utah? oh Utah. One of those two teams. One of those two teams that's clearly rebuilding. Utah got a couple of veteran pieces that they're trying to probably get off of before the trade deadline, just to completely compete, come uh, start the rebuild, which they've kind of already done now with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy. But the Lakers, man, listen, LeBron and AD are going to put up monster years, I believe. I think they'll both be all-stars. AD will make the all-star team. LeBron, of course, you can put some in for all-star every year. Russ, I just think it's going to be traded, and that's pretty much going to be the storyline for the Lakers. I think they'll be good enough to possibly get in as maybe, uh, like I said, 9 or 10. But I do not have the Lakers as one of the eight playoff teams when the playoffs start. I don't. I just think it's too many. As it's, it's clearly eight teams that's better than them right now as we speak that we could probably name. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. And the Lakers just had I mean, too many bad losses. Go ahead, Cam. If you think about it, though, one of them teams ain't going to be there, and that's going to be the Utah Jazz, though. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, Utah going to miss it, but this is the new. I think, all right, hold up. Real quick. Golden State, Clippers, Nuggets, Memphis. That's four teams right there. That's four teams. So I said Golden State, Clippers, Nuggets, Memphis. Phoenix is five. Dallas is six. Minnesota is seven. And I had a, a New Orleans. That's eight teams right there. Okay, all so those, those still be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those eight teams by the Lakers, bro. <laughs> so who's 9-10? Like, all right, so 9-10 for me, I would probably say the Lakers and 
I don't know Portland. about Portland, huh? Got to be Portland. Yeah, Dame. And then I, I heard like I, I, think, I know Sacramento made some nice pieces, but I can't yeah. trust the Kings. I don't trust that. Um, I've, I've never trust Sacramento. Every year for me, and, and this is the year I stopped playing this shit. <laughs> Every year I, I'm high on Sacramento, bro. Damn, Every who is year. nine and ten? Because Houston is. I think Houston is probably about Houston, a year or two away. Houston, Houston's a year, but I wouldn't be surprised if Houston is ten because them two young guards they got. Yeah, they do got Houston got nice some young young uh talent I'm gonna man end on the that show team. though, bro, because I, I gotta get out of here. Oh, <laughs> so, cool, cool, bro. That's cool. It's cool. That's cool. Uh, I'm gonna end the show, but it was it was a pleasure speaking to y'all. Signing out. Phase one. All right, all right, cool, cool.